With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Right. But it's just we're pretty dope. 
and I was looking over my timeline. I said this yesterday, and out of everybody that I have on my timeline, I just look at what everybody is doing and the different moves that they make. Yes, I see the negative stuff, but you know, Alicia, I don't pay no attention to that. I look over that. I try not to comment mm-hmm. on it. I might comment in error because you know me, see, I have a habit of sharing and not reading or liking and not completing the whole post, but I just like mm-hmm. how it started because I'm just, you know, trying to participate and support, and then I look back and I be like, oh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> yes, so truly, because uh, I kind of caught you a few times. I'm like, Reese, you know, we should take advantage of that thing that you just shared, and you're like, well, what was it? <laughs> to do what we can as far as support. We do love supporting here on Let's Chat. And between you and I, we do a lot of supporting, girl. Yes, we do. And I just love it, though. I love people. I love passion, first of all. I'm a sucker for passion. I really am. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love to see people's passion. I love it. I love to see people walking. Um Grace. I love to see people just walking in who they are, living life, not just existing, trying to make the moves that are required for them to get where they're trying to go. Because it's the Mm -hmm. thing, wherever you're trying to go in life, it ain't going to fall in your lap. You see what I'm saying? It ain't going to fall in your lap. We see love and hip-hop. We see all these stars. We see all these different things, and it gives us a false outlook. We get to see where they are, but we don't know where they came from, how they got there, what they had to go through. We don't see that stuff. I call that seesaw vision, and we get that a lot. We get that seesaw vision. We see what somebody has or how they're doing this, and we want that, but we don't see what was required for them to do or or be or or make for them to even get what they have. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times mm-hmm. we get wrapped up in that seesaw vision, um, which is sometimes that can be really misleading because mm-hmm. when you get to where you got to go to actually make that move, you're like, oh, I didn't realize I had to do this. You know what I'm saying? Or I didn't realize I had to go through this. So... Seesaw vision can be misleading, and I think also we get wrapped up in distractions, which I'm glad mm-hmm. it's ladies' night tonight. We got some fabulous guests in here tonight. We about to seriously do some serious girl talk and talk that talk with fabulous ladies. <laughs> that is so true. And and just to, to peek on what you just said, Lee, about that seesaw vision, from last night's show, just, just recently this last night, how um, – Sharice Jadon shared how his first book just netted him fifty dollars in royalties for one month, mm-hmm. and he had a, and yeah. he couldn't believe it. You know, so it is a struggle and a grind to to get where a lot of people that we see that are successful today, we don't know that journey that they took. It's it, it some some for some it's a rough road, for others it's a smooth road, but that road still has to be followed. So right here on the chat, right. we love how our guests share that with with our listeners and as well as Visha and I. That it's not just it's not as all glory, you know. You got to pay your dues to get exactly. where you want to 
to do, and then you still got to keep paying it to stay on, stay on top and stay on your grind. So, all right, because there's always going to be somebody there to replace you. That's right. right. Always going to be somebody there to replace you. Now, you can't be duplicated. You are an original, mm-hmm. but there's always somebody that does something a little bit better that is there right. to, to fill a space that, you you know, you haven't um, put yourself in a position to feel. And just like mm-hmm. Silk White, he dropped some jewels yesterday as well. He was like, you have to basically know the industry. You know, you, you have so many people that get caught up in and they want to be able to fall back on, well, they didn't do me right or my concept was wrong mm-hmm. the contract, but really it falls on the fact of did you do your due diligence? Diligence. You know what I'm saying? Did you do what you were supposed to do to make sure that everything was right? And I think that that goes for not only author, uh, authors but publishers as well because an author right. is going to vet publisher. They're going to ask around. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. They're going to vet a publisher. However, a publisher needs to vet these authors too sometimes. You have to check it out because if they are constantly leaving publishing companies, you need to mm-hmm. kind of understand why. Not really kind of get in it, but you need to understand what it is because if it's something mm-hmm. that is really them and their inability of wanting to do something, then you need to know that. You know, you have sometimes authors get the lazy pen. You know, and then they go to another publishing company because they think, okay, well, I got the lazy pen. They're going to accept my lazy pen. Then when that publishing company doesn't accept their lazy pen, then, you know, and when I mean lazy pen, I mean you have authors that don't want to write. When you work for a publishing company, that's like, well, when you're contracted to a publishing company, that's like working a job. You know, mm-hmm. you you write. That is your job. You write. You have a deadline. You meet those deadlines. You drop those books. Now, I would say if you don't want to, you want to have the freedom to do and be and write at your leisure, then you should self-publish, but knowing that it's the same process. You know, you have to make sure that you know the industry. You have to make sure that you you know the different type of editors. You know, you have to make sure your graphic artist, artist is on point. You still have to make sure you got formatters unless you, you invest in yourself and learn how to format. So it's a lot of still a lot of things that you have to learn. It's a lot of things that go touched on that when she was on our show last week or the week before. Make sure you guys go back and check out the archives because she, you know, she said that she wasn't ready to self-publish just yet. You know, she talked about that um, in her interview, and it, it was awesome mm-hmm. that she brought that point up. It was, and she shared, uh, and she's a relatively new author, so it's it's not easy. First, and you always say, least you should know something about your craft from start to finish. You don't have to know the the you don't have to be expert in, in all aspects of it, but know something about it, like like your your graphics, your editing, your publishing, what a publisher does, what an editor does, what type of editor. Know something about craft that you're passionate about so that you can kind of understand the various steps that it takes to get a book into your reader's hands. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. And we have some fabulous ladies. We're going to talk to talk with them today. We're going to talk a little bit about books, a little bit about life 
We've got the fabulous ladies of Creative Pages Publications. They're going to come in here and turn up the, in the chat room with us on today. we got the fabulous uh, author, Mona. Um, yeah, Mona. I don't want to use her whole little Facebook name. It's Mona, Ivy Simone, um, Amory, and Diana. They're going to come in here, turn up the chat room. They got those covers. You know, we are cover bougie, so the covers are uh, a reader's eye candy. I say this all the time. If you're not in my group, uh, WRP Book Retreat, or you don't listen to the show and this is the first time, welcome. But I say that all the time. Readers are visual people. They need to have eye candy. Your cover, your synopsis, your um, your cover, your synopsis, your personality, all of that is part of a reader's eye candy, you know, because they have to see it. And they got some eye candy going on. You know, that's that, that thing that makes people want to want, it's for real, the eye candy of a book. The cover, that's eye candy. That makes people want to one-click. So when they see the cover, they're like, ooh, let me see what it's about. They read the synopsis. Ooh, let me check out this author. They go to the author's page. Now they're looking at how do you interact. They're checking out your personality. They, you know, they ask somebody, have you ever read a book by such and such? Have you ever read it? You know what I'm saying? They, that's mm-hmm. eye candy. That sends them out to see. And and check and see what's going on in your world, and then they're like, okay, well, I don't, nobody really knows them, but that's okay, because I'm about to go check them out anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have came on your page, you had a post, and they was like, mm-hmm. I really like their spirit, I like their personality, I like, you know, I could they could have heard you on an interview here, and let's chat. You know, I like why they do what they do. I'm gonna check her out and support her or him. Right. Right. And that's how you build your readership up as well. That word of mouth and them checking you out. Absolutely. So we're going to take a brief break and then we'll be back with these fabulous ladies. Okay. Yacht Dreams on a sunny day. Six rings like MJ. Yeah. Winning. She said she never ever been with a star. She said she never gave nobody a heart. I said relax, this is only the beginning. As long as you with me, baby, know that you're winning, 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 winning. You're winning. As long as you with me, baby, know that you're winning. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, she ain't heard I'm the owner, coach, a star, and player. They both not compare, yeah The finest fabrics that just pay the chain No need us arguing over petty things Look, we'll pull up in foreign horses, I'm the jockey Green light on gold, baby, who gon' stop me? Girl, rub me three times, I grant you wishes Don't need no mistletoe to give you kisses Been with a star. 
Now I'm an avatar, might need a Kevlar Cause I go to war for her Flies in here, acting like nobody knows her Camera start flashing, I be like, damn girl, you blowing up I so you skating on, no need I'm hating on Louise, I'm lacing on nothing is basic on Smile on your face, made me say, girl, you so beautiful What I got in that safe, that's only for me and you know Because, you know, eye candy can be a distraction. 
It could be a distraction in any situation, even in books, because you get the eye candy with the book, and then you get the content, and you're like, what the hell did I just buy? You know what I'm saying? So, yes, that's our topic today. We're going to talk, talk about eye candy, all kinds of eye candy, because sometimes eye candy could be a distraction. It could just take you in the wrong direction, and then you get there, you're like, that's some shenanigans. <laughs> Now, for all of those that are not acquainted with your fabulous pen, tell everybody a little bit about your literary journey and your work. Um, I let's see. I started writing. I had to be in like elementary school. I remember writing stuff for my parents. Like you know, you can have money for books to write poems. Even now, my parents still have like little poems and cases and stuff. I used to write for them. And then um, in grad school, I started writing this novel. I don't know where it came from, right? And still, so writing. And then finally, I don't know what happened like, last year sometime. I finished out my story. and was like, okay, hey, what do I do with this? And somebody tried to submit it to a company. And I was like, what company? So I did some research. I didn't want to go traditional route. I wanted to do more e-books because, you know, the new things to do. You're breaking up. Say it again, Brianna, because you're breaking up a little bit and you're dropping some jewels and we're missing out. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me try to first, please. Okay. So, a week later, I got a call back from um, CPP Publishing, and that's when uh, they were interested in. Writing the book, um, picking up the book, of course, with some changes in time with me. So that's kind of how it got started. Very unexpected. I didn't expect anybody to. I was like, I'm just writing a story. I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> wow. So what is your book? What was the book about? So um, the first one came out in February. It's called By Chance, and uh-huh. that one is basically a um, a one night stand story that kind of turns into way more than that, than either one of them expected. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now. It has, it has some elements of, like, craziness balled in there, but for the most part, it's two people engaging in a one-night stand. Um, Zoe is coming from a bad relationship with a cheating ex, and Wes is, like, typical playboy kind of situation. And they get into this one-night stand, not realizing that they kind of were super attracted to each other after that, but you know, we're like, oh, no, we're going to keep it friends with benefits because I don't want to get in this. And he's like, good, I don't want to get into that either. Both mm-hmm. covering up kind of how they feel with each other. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's what's going on in, 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 in page six today. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, and all the craziness that comes from that. And then Chance Taken, which is book two, that came out um, last month. That is um, some characters that were in there. They're like cousin and best friend. They have this thing going on with each other. So it's like building on from the first book. So it's a series. There's going to be a third one. That'll be it. Yeah. Now, what was your inspiration to write the series? Did it come from personal experience or just um, things that you saw amongst just your surroundings? As women in general, Especially with my group of friends, we all have our <laughs> our stories of like 
oh, girl, let me tell you what happened to me last night. <laughs> and, and, you know, you listen to enough of those, and you, you have a good basis of what's going to come from that, but you also have the ability to make up, you know, use your imagination to make up other stuff as it goes along. Like, what happens if maybe I throw this curveball in, or, like, what's going to happen if I do that? So mm-hmm. it's just them trying to figure it out, like, what do I do next with this situation? And it's something I think everybody can relate to. Uh, it's kind of like you, you, you're writing about something and you, you some of it can be based on you, but when you add that element of fiction to it, it just just isn't, you don't know what's going to come from your pen as it just flows with that imagination. Right, because you're like, you know what, it's, it's a story, I can do what I want to do with this, let's, let's take things up, let's not even let it be the regular old this happens, and then they fall in love with each other, and everything's great. Because sometimes it doesn't work out like that. You got a lot of uphill battles going on trying to get to that point, especially when there's two strangers who don't know a thing about each other. <laughs> or life, or right? even people that that think they know and they didn't investigate. <laughs> because I'm you know we have saying. a tendency to fall in love with the sex and not realize. I'm like, just oh my saying God, with I gotta... that eye candy. That's right, that's that eye exactly. candy. It gets you every time. Exactly. Then you get there, you'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> that's not what I signed up for. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. What was this what was this part? What what, they, what happened? Wait, I missed something. Right. <laughs> now is so this a, a part story or will there be a part three? I'm sorry, Lee. So there's definitely gonna that's be okay. a part three part three part three is gonna be the last. Um, book of the series, mm-hmm. and that's that's a I'm giving I'm putting everything to the third one because I feel like book one and book two was like a build up, and this is like the explosion of climax. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, when you decided to sit down and become an author, I have two questions. What was going mm-hmm. on in your world that you were like, okay, let me actually step out and do this? And the other question is, who was your biggest supporter when you took that step? Um, okay, so I know when this happened. It, um, I, I think I was approaching, I was approaching 30, and that year – I had lost my job. I had been in the job for two years. I got laid off. Um, first time I ever got laid off at a job. I was, like, panicked. I'm one of those people, like, I did school. Like, it's supposed to happen in order. Like, you go to school, you get all these degrees, you get a good job, and that's how it goes. And it didn't, like, that was my curveball. It was like, what is this? Like, I don't know how to deal with this this layoff kind of situation. And my husband at the time, well, fiance's in, he was like, I'm going to give you a week to process. But I need you to get back in the, your head back in the game because you, <laughs> he's like, you're going off on a tandem. Like, you're sad, mm-hmm. you're doing all this stuff. And then my mm-hmm. birthday came, and I don't know what happened. I don't know if, you know, some kind of enlightenment happened, but I just started thinking, like, why not? Why can't I do everything that I want to do? I had this book sitting there and never touched it. Why can't I get it published? Like, who told me I can't do it? And, mm-hmm. um, Eventually, I just got back to it, and when I submitted it, you know, it felt, it felt accomplished. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I can do it. Like, I can do everything I want to do. I just have to actually go out and do it. That's that's the fear aspect that uh-huh. usually inhibits us from doing things. 
Like mm-hmm. the fear of failure, like some nobody's gonna like this. I don't think anybody's gonna read it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that um, sometimes when you get that note, it just propels you to just go out and just prove them wrong too. That that too. I was it was like a combination of like sadness, but I was also angry. Like I know my doing my job. And, you know, I know, granted, they didn't want to let me go and they had to, but, you know, state budgets and all kind of stuff. And it's just angry that I'm not in control of my financial situation like somebody else is. And that's when things change for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, I'm glad you brought up fear because a lot of times we get, that's a distraction as well. And you start, mm-hmm. sometimes we start operating in fear. And see, the thing is, when you operate in fear, you never get anywhere. And that fear can come from externally or internally. Mm-hmm. So if somebody I has agree. internal fear about something that they want to do or that they're thinking about doing, and then they have external um, things that are, are increasing that fear, they won't do it. You know what I'm saying? It'll it'll cause cause. And I think I'm glad that you just stepped out and said, let me go do it, because you have to be able to do that. You can't. If we operate in fear, we never get anywhere. We never do anything. I I totally, I totally agree. It's It's a horrible, horrible thing. Like, fear is so debilitating that sometimes you don't even realize it's just lingering. I'm sorry, I'm sitting outside and these kids are going back. <laughs> I apologize if there's background noise. <laughs> but um, it's debilitating. Like, it really gets you to the point where you start doubting your capabilities. Like, I know I was capable of doing it, but actually physically doing it and actually following through is the hardest part. Um, And I think my mom, she's like, I always told you I can do whatever y'all want to do. You just got to put your head to it. And she was like, do it. I was like, I'm thinking about the minute. Do it. Like, she never questioned, like, who is it? You research them. She's like, do it. Do whatever you, you got to do. What makes you feel good. Whatever gets that out, do it. Mm-hmm. And then what did you learn about yourself in that process when you <laughs> when you decided to do it? What did, what was it that you learned about you? That um, That I'm way more stronger than I thought I was or way more – I'm not utilizing my full capabilities. You know, it's only like doing this work, you know, regular work. It's good, but sometimes you're underutilized. So feeling like I'm using every single part of my talents is like, it feels great. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You feel empowered by that. Like, I do this, I can do this. Now, since we're talking about eye candy, we're talking about distractions, did you notice once you committed, I say committing to your future, once you committed to it, you saw that there were more distractions, um, let them be small or large. Every time you turned around, did you notice that distractions were just there everywhere you looked? Oh, definitely, definitely. And then you have to, and I don't even think it's distractions, it's adapting especially um, with my husband, you know, I have all this free time, and now I'm like, I have to write, you know, he's not used to that. He's like, well, why can't we, (laughs) you know, like, why can't we Mm -hmm. we hang on the sofa and watch TV? And I'm like, I got to write. Like, I kind of need to think for a little bit. So with him, we had to have bump heads a little bit, and I had to be like, I want to do this, and you're just going to have to, you know, we got to work through this. So I learned how to sometimes write. He can lay on my lap while I'm writing on this side so that I can still connect with him while I'm, you know, typing. So learning how to compromise in that situation. Um, 
that was pretty much it is learning how it teaches you time management because you learn how to prioritize like what am I need to do first and knock out that I know is going to take the most time so that I can get to this writing situation going on. Uh-huh. That, that also speaks to discipline as well, you know, because as an author, you have to have some type of discipline in your craft in order to, to be successful in it and to keep it continuous. Mm-hmm. I agree. And sometimes it's not, and, and, and being okay that if the idea or the thoughts aren't coming to you, that it's okay to, like, step away for a second. Like, it's all right, like. It's fine. It doesn't mean you're losing, like, your, your edge or anything. You just need a moment. Sometimes, right. just, you know, as women, our brains get clouded. We're thinking about a million things a day. Sometimes I need a break. Like, let me just step away from this computer and go do something constructive. Right. That's Come back. Good. Yes. Because we get wrapped up in folks. We get wrapped up in folks' <laughs> lives and they world. And that's my thing with that. That is a distraction all in itself. T.I. made a comment. Yes. I know it's been in the news. T.I. made a comment that his marriage had, had become a distraction from the work that, that he was trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> it, it did because I thought about it. I agree. And I don't think it was the marriage itself. I think it was the fact that this was something that he never that's been in the news so much and it's, mm-hmm. it's just been blown up. The whole situation has been gone to it so many different levels that it's something that he's never had to worry about. It's something that's never been a problem. It's something that's never been out there like this. So now that it's out there, mm-hmm. it's a distraction to him because now I got to worry about home. I ain't never had to worry about home before. I got this going on. I ain't never had this going on before. So I understand where he's saying it becomes but the way in which he said it and where he said it, I feel was inappropriate and very disrespectful. Right. That's what I think most people had a problem with. It was like it wasn't an issue, you know, when she put herself to the side and decided to raise your kids and that one. But then all of a sudden, now it's a distraction for you. So that's where my issue came in. Like, oh, suddenly it's a distraction. Like it was fine all these other years, but right. now it's exactly. Yeah, it had, 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 Who's she dating? Who's this dude? Where is she at? Now she on the road. What city she in? That you know she now he has to focus on all these things he ain't never had to focus on that pertain to her. So I can understand where he was coming from, but the way that he said it and to say it on such a popular radio station. That yeah, that was embarrassing. That was, that was super embarrassing. <laughs> and I think when somebody holds you down that tough, you don't embarrass them. I don't exactly. care. Yeah, I don't. That could have been something he could have just kept to himself and not said nothing, and just thought like this might bring her some flag. It might bring me some flag. I don't want people to see her in a different light. I don't want people. He didn't think about it. He just said it. Hmm. I think. Wow. That just pissing me off all over again. Tony <laughs> 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 said, "Let that just don't make no sense." She said I'm sitting there all over. <laughs> Starting all over again. Got 
that I had to sit down and think about it. Yeah, I'm exactly. all over again. But the, that's what it is, though. But we get so wrapped up, and I can see where she's coming from. Like, people attack her, but I can see where she's coming from. She, she gave up so much, and she got wrapped up in his world and wrapped up in a marriage and wrapped up in so many things that she lost herself. I don't see nothing wrong with her going to find herself and you supporting that. But that's that's the thing. A lot of times you have to think and and see that everything you want to do, um, that support may not be there. Because, see, when change comes around, people don't like change. Not because they really hate me, but because change means that they have to change themselves. And some folks don't want to do that. They're not ready to, you know, to make that, that step. So when they see that close person around them change, they're like, hold on, I'm not ready to do that yet. So if I'm not ready, you got to stop. And that's not how the world works. Wow. But, Diane, I want to ask you about your, your 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 characters in your book, because I know some authors say their characters are like their children. They can't just choose one. But if you could choose one, which one did you have the most fun writing about? Is she still with us? Uh, I see her. Are you on mute? She might be on mute. Oh, no, she dropped. She'll call back in. Follow okay. those that are just tuning in. We were talking to author Diana, talking to talk about her books, life, our topic today. You know, it's ladies' night, and so we get to talk that talk with girls' night. So get y'all little red okay. cups. We don't discriminate what's in that red cup. It's all right. Um, okay. but <laughs> Is that her back at least? Is that her back end? Yes. We, yes. Okay. We're talking yes. about that eye candy, uh, all kinds <laughs> of eye candy. Uh, <laughs> and go ahead, see. Ask her the question again. Okay. I'm not sure if you heard the last question, Diana. Is it Diane or Diana? Diana. Diana, okay. I mm-hmm. bet um, most authors, you know, they approach their characters like their children. They can't just choose one. But if you didn't mm-hmm. have choose one, which one did you have the most fun writing about? Um, I think it would. Oh, it's hard because <laughs> <laughs> I would love to say it's the first one because that's the one that got published and uh-huh. the the first characters I connected with. But to be honest, it's the second <laughs> it's the second book with the supporting uh-huh. characters that were in book one and um. It's two of them. It's all for me because they have, they have similar personalities. Um, uh-huh. One named uh-huh. Police, another one is named Mike, and they have very joking, comedic comebacks, like quick comebacks, always clowning. Like it was fun writing those characters because that's more of my personality on a daily basis than uh-huh. trying to be somebody with like low self esteem, trying to get over like a cheating person. Or like I don't like being upset and depressed for too long. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. How now, difficult did, was that being and sorry T being uh-huh. needing to go into that space and and kinda get be depressed and sad to be able to bring out um a character that's in that space. How difficult was that for you? It's hard because um and usually what I do is put on 
music. Like music usually sets the tone of how I'll write. Like if it's um, something with abuse, you put on a really sad, like jazz maybe song, something that's real like mellow that makes you get in that kind of mood where you just start reflecting and being sad or thinking about things, like horrible things that might happen to you or things that made you sad. And then, you know, you have sometimes you have to detox from that. Like as soon as you finish, you're like, all right, I got to, I'm about to go to the gym and run or walk or something because <laughs> I got to get back mm-hmm. upbeat again. But um, mm-hmm. it's hard, especially if you're not living that on a daily basis. Trying to write about it is, is, is difficult. So having a, you know, if you're a person that actually went through that, I can only imagine how that feels trying to get over those memories or those thoughts. Mm-hmm. And with that, so I, I asked, do you find that, that I'm sorry, Lise, do you find that you it's may okay. come upon a, a come upon a block as far as getting what you want to put on those pages out? You said do I get a block? Or you said right, like a writer sometimes writer block, like writer's block. Oh, definitely. That happens often. <laughs> it happens um <laughs> it happens often. Like I'll go on a wave where I can write like five thousand, six thousand words and then I'll get to a point where I'm looking at the page and I'm like, I don't like this. Like I wanna erase it all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Start all over. And um and that's what I um publisher Nazi, she always like just walk away just walk away from it come back maybe it's just not the, you know the day for you you have to be in a mood sometimes mm-hmm. and if you get okay. like that with this box try to watch a movie you know get some inspiration talking to my friends i usually get some kind of material from doing that mm-hmm. oh that could be mm-hmm. very good. <laughs> she, by his house and I'm like whose house and she's talking about the character in the book and she thinks it's her the girl she's reading about and she's like yeah because I done went by his house and tore everything up just like you said I'm, I'm mad like she was putting herself in the shoes of the girl and I'm like it's not true <laughs> <laughs> she was really angry <laughs> in their feelings <laughs> yeah she's you like, did oh, your job. but you did your job right. once they get in their feelings <laughs> Um, 
so when it got to like it's supposed to be like the attraction mode and their like you know sexual tension building up um what is the name of that song it is by the internet it's a group called the internet and there are two songs off of there that I listen to and they have really mellow beats but I can't think of the name at this moment it was mm-hmm. that those two songs and there's a girl called her and she has a song called Focus and oh, I like that. Oh, I, I've heard that. Yes. yes. So I when you listen to that song, song, you feel a certain way when you're writing. You're like, yes, I need to keep this on repeat and keep listening <laughs> if I want to get through this. <laughs> and then you put Maxwell on, like, on. Yeah, oh, yeah, Maxwell. There's a mm-hmm. couple of different ones on there. I have a little playlist. I'll go. That's through. why y'all was in y'all feelings. She had she had the super super playlist out. She wasn't playing with it. <laughs> now we always give fun questions here in the chat room. Uh, I'm so excited. I want to see what T has today for the ladies' night. I want to see what she pulls out of her bag today because she always oh. pulls out some good ones. <laughs> like, I'm like, Should I be nervous? <laughs> no, don't be nervous. It's all in fun, Diana. It's all in fun. I'm going to give you an easy one, because I love the flow of the conversation and the interviews. So we're going to give a, a, a pretty relatively, I think it's easy. But if you okay. were a box of cereal, what would you be and why? Do you like to eat cereal? I'm not. <laughs> okay, now you've um, seen the cereal boxes on the on the shelves and the commercials. Right, so I'm going to go with Cinnamon Toast Crunch because no matter how old I am, that cereal still tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a first one. It's our first Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> yes, and I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch, yes. I know, fresh, when you fresh put it with the milk, like it don't get soggy mm-hmm. and it's still crunchy. It's mm-hmm. crunchy, yes. <laughs> kick I'm on all these grains and stuff and now I'm like oh let's you know put that in there but when it's time to go back cinnamon toast crunch yeah I can mm. be that because it's just good <laughs> now I have a, a question if we were here talking a year from now talking about the things that you accomplished in 2017 what are some of the things we'll be talking about um it would be three books in one year because I do plan on having that before the third one out, before the year is out. Mm-hmm. Um, celebrated first year of marriage. It's my husband who's sitting over there looking. <laughs> Hi, husband. Um, hey, hubby. <laughs> so um, making it through that first year. Um, moving from New Orleans to Atlanta. That was a that was a scary great move (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um i think that would be all for right now i mean that's 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 a busy year (laughs) that is a lot going on in that year and then the unsubstantial as well right (laughs) right (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, 2017 is a good. So far, it's giving me a lot. <laughs> that's awesome. But that's, that's okay. You're making it do what it do. It's going so exactly. fast. So by it being June, it and you've already had a busy year, that means that it's always more to come. And we so appreciate you coming to kick it with us here on the chat. In the chat room, we want you to shout out all of your social media. Shout shout out your um, next book. Uh, your series, where they can get it, any any mm-hmm. um, events you have coming up, even interviews you may have coming up. Um, so on my Instagram, I'm at Diana W. Rice. Um, on Facebook, um, located under author Diana. Um, I have by chance is the first book on Amazon. It's on Amazon for Kindle Unlimited. Um, mm-hmm. Chance Taken is the second part of that series And then Chance Given is the last and final book that will be coming out So it's time to get caught up before that one comes out And please leave a review And I thank y'all so much for having me And um, I am going to be at the Atlanta Kickback in um, July mm-hmm. Oh, we'll, oh, we'll see you there too. <laughs> All right <laughs> It's going to be That's so exciting event. Yeah, it's my first event, so I'm a little nervous. Uh, you should be fine. <laughs> It'll be my first Atlantic kickback, so we'll we'll be newbies together. <laughs> oh, great. Okay, good. Because I'll have like some baked goods and stuff like that over there by me. Oh, I'm so. coming to your table. <laughs> All right, y'all hear that? She bringing snacks. She not bringing look. She not bringing the little candies that people put in the middle of the table just to make the table. No. Don't act like nah, y'all don't like know. Y'all don't y'all go to a book event. They put these candies <laughs> in the middle of the table, and you be trying to get some, and you snacking on candy all day. No, she about to bring some food, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we going to find our way right over to Arthur Diana's table. <laughs> like, where you get those cupcakes over there? <laughs> right. With a book person? <laughs> oh, my goodness. With a book person? <laughs> well, I look, so look forward to meeting you, Arthur Diana. It's going to be such a great time. We're going to see a lot of people that have come to the through the chat room doors. Leash, it's so exciting to finally meet some of our guests. Yes, it's going to yes, be great. If you have I feel not good about been it. to the kickback, make sure you come out because. Last year was their first year. I think they did a five, five, six book chicks did a fabulous job, but it was over a hundred authors. Um, oh wow! And I think they have probably even more this year. And I've never uh-huh. really been, you know, to an event where it's that many authors uh, and uh-huh. readers to boot. It wasn't like it was a whole bunch of authors and then you had a straggling of readers. No, it was a lot of people there. It was awesome. Uh-huh. Wow, I'm 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 getting excited. I think I saw somewhere where it's going to be about 200 authors leashed out, and it's sold out. So that's yes. exciting. Awesome. So it's going to be great. It's going to be great. We're excited. We thank you for coming out. We appreciate you coming to kick it with us and share your world and your journey and your characters with us. We know you got to write, and your husband needs his time too. So we know you'd be busy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all so so much. This has been fun. It's been real fun. Same here. We will see you at the kickback, girl. I'll see you guys then. <laughs> Save me a cupcake. <laughs> I, will, I will. I got. I know. Save. Put ours to the side because you know that's gonna be the first table everybody at. 
They gonna be like, I'm like, where's out the Diana at? All the way over there. All Just the way put ours the to the side, right? Put ours to the side because they gonna come to come to your table, eat everything up first. <laughs> well, you have a great evening, and thanks so much for joining us here on Let's Chat. Okay, y'all too. Okay, take care. Good night. Good night. Bye. I so enjoyed having her leash. I love her energy and her personality. <laughs> and that was fun. I think that's and that's why we do what we do here on Let's Chat. We love just to have fun, kick back, and just talk that talk about books. Now, this next fabulous author, I actually met her. Um, Actually, I had my eat and greet last year, and Mm -hmm. she had Travis Cure on one of her covers, and that's how I actually met her, because um, he came to my event, he was at my event, and her covers are always just eye candy, okay? So I'm excited Mm -hmm. uh, to see what she's been cooking in her creative kitchen. Hey, how are you, Monet? Mona? You with us? Are you on mute? Oh, we lost it. She'll call back in. She should call back in. And then we'll. He was on her cover. Travis was on her cover, you were saying? Yes, he was on her cover. Um. And that's how I got connected with her. So it was awesome, just just her energy for what she does. You know, I, I'm a sucker for passion, and she's very passionate for what she does. Okay, I think she's back in. Hey, can you hear us now? Yes, I could hear you. I was actually on listening to Diana, and when you guys started introducing me, I thought yeah. I figured I had to hang up and call back. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. How are you guys doing? That's okay. That's okay. We are good. We are good. I was telling everybody a little bit about you. How, tell us what you got going on in your creative kitchen, because I know you just be cooking up some stuff over there. <laughs> well, um, okay, well, since um, my last series, um, since my brother's wife, we stopped. Are you breaking up a little bit? We can't say it one more time. You're breaking up a little bit. Can you hear me? Very little. Uh, Hello? Okay. Okay, that's better. Oh, no, we lost you again. Hello? Okay. Okay, that's better. That's much better? Yes. Okay. Um, well, since um I dropped my brother's wife three back in December mm-hmm. I've been working like I've been working, you know, like on a whole new story and um, you know, all new characters and this story actually um has taken me, you know, much longer than I had planned on working on it. And um, you know, basically it's just taking I'm just this weird kind of writer where if it doesn't feel right to me, you know, I won't, you know, turn it in anything. Like, it has to feel right. 
for me to, mm-hmm. you know, finally, you know, turn it in and get to the point, okay, boom, we're ready to put it out. And I just, like, rewrote the story, like, so many times. It's just, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. um, it just, you know, still doesn't fully, but, you know, I'm getting there. I'm just about, you know, done with it. But I just rewrote it so many times, and it's a different type of storyline, you know, for my brother's life. And, you know, it just made me a little bit nervous. I'm not sure how the readers are going to take it, you know. But it's it's a, you know, love story, but one of your, you know, different type of love stories. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's not the typical boy meet girl type of thing. Mm-hmm. So. Oh. <laughs> so what made you life. step out? See now, yeah, now I want to be nosy. What made you step out um, and kind of change your pen and, and move it to a different direction and take it to a different arena? What 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 was in that thought process? Well, I mean, I I want to say it's um well first of all it's an um first person um I wrote my brother's life all four books all in third person so this book is in first person that's number one so that's different for me and number mm-hmm. two it's um <clears throat> it's it's a romance but it's on a little bit on the radical level <laughs> it's um it's yeah so uh yeah I, I would call it erotica originally that's how I had it um, but after, you know, my publisher and I, we spoke and, uh, we took the erotica, originally it was called an erotica romance. So we took the erotica out, but it's basically a love story, but it's, uh, the tone is very sexual. The characters are sexual. Um, some of the sexual context, such a, um, some of the subjects are very sexual and it's different for me because I have a little bit of a um what is that called I don't want to get the story away but each character Mm -hmm. struggles with a different type of identity um the two female main characters suffer from sexual type of you know struggles um, one of the characters, she's, uh, well, one of the characters, the two main ca- female characters are best friends. They, um, they're businesswomen. They, they went to college together. They, uh, own a business together. They own a condo together. So outside mm-hmm. looking in, they look like sisters, the best of friends, but I'm underneath. trying to get the tea. She's talking around. You see this tea? I'm trying to get the tea up out of her. And she done, she done went all the way over to the left field. And I'm like, okay, what do you mean? She's like, well, see, what happened was four years ago they bought this business. And then in the business, you know, the walls was orange and yellow. They didn't like them from yellow walls. <laughs> no, well, because, you know, I'm, I'm trying. I don't know how much, you know, when you're about to drop a book, and it's just like, you know, when an artist is about to drop an album, you don't want to, or like when um, um, a movie star is about to drop a movie, you don't want to tell too much. You don't know how much mm-hmm. details to give. You don't want to give too right. much away. Um, right. I don't want to say certain things to scare some of the readers away. But um, the reason, one of the main reasons why this is different for me is because of the, the, the subjects that I touch. Um, some of the subjects in this book is a little bit taboo. Um, mm-hmm. 
Okay. Uh, some of those subjects are taboo. And also, um, in the story, I, I um, go more a lot into my Haitian roots. A lot of my readers know that I'm Haitian based on interviews that I've done in the past, you know, spotlights and stuff and in my bio it states that you know i i have a haitian background my my parents were both of haitian descendant um Mm -hmm. even though i was born here i was you know raised in the haitian culture and in this book in addition to you know um some of the subject i decided to touch i decided to go you know into my haitian roots where you um I expose a lot of the Haitian culture. The the dialogue, a lot of the dialogue is in French and Creole. And that was a challenge mm. for me because <laughs> that I, I actually have to get my brother to because my brother he's more fluent as far as like spelling, you know, French and Creole. Um, he's more fluent in it than I am. I could mm-hmm. spell the way like I'll spell a Creole word the way that I pronounce it and it's actually like more more than likely it, it won't be correct but the way that it sounds to me that's how I spell it so I know in the book I have all type of mess going on <laughs> so my brother has to the book is actually in editing now and I'm gonna send I'm about to send it over to him so he could do all so he could edit all the you know the Creole and French dialogue there's quite a few French and Creole speaking um in this book because uh, three of the characters are of Haitian descendants. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I want the main male character, which is Jacob, is Haitian. And um, Jacob is completely different from all my male characters from my Brother's Wife series. And um, he's a little bit more complex than all my male characters. He's different. He embraces his Haitian culture to the fullest. He loves Haitian music. He loves to to speak Creole and French. Um, even though, you know, he was, uh, you know, he's been here since he was younger. He, he, you know, he prefers Haitian music. He prefers Haitian food. And he prefers island women. And he's very in tune with, you know, where he, he embraces his Haitian culture. So, He's very, um, you know, he, um, Jacob is different. I actually, it's weird when you're writing about a male character and you're crushing, um, I mean, I've crushed on, <laughs> I've crushed on my past male characters, but with Jacob, I, um, I actually could feel him. And I, that's how mm-hmm. I feel. That's why I'm, I'm finally up to the point where I'm really happy about the book because I feel everything that I'm feeling. I'm hoping my readers will feel and I and I think they will feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, and um I'm about to be nosy now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm about to be nosy now because mm-hmm, we wanna know what Jacob is in real life. He gotta be based on somebody in real life. Mm-hmm. Go ahead on to the tea, we'll wait. Well you know <laughs> Well you know it's funny, no no, to tell you the truth, okay, so Jacob, um, some of his mannerism um, the way he speaks, some of the, the the little stuff that he says in Creole, um, as far as like um, sexual tone, um, the way he speaks, just the little stuff that he says. I just took a little bit from, you know, from my brothers, like Haitian guys that I've known, that I grew up with, 
some of my um, male cousins, and I took a little bit of the way they speak and, you know, put into Jacob. But Jacob actually, uh, a lot of uh, characteristics about Jacob is actually a figment of my imagination. <laughs> uh, what, what, what I would desire in a man, mm-hmm. let's say, if you want to say a Haitian man, you know, but um, Jacob has a lot of complexities, you know, about him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's very complex. There's a lot of uh uh, uh I, I just don't want to say too much, but he mm-hmm. Jacob is not your average. Um, he, <laughs> he sounds like a book bullish. He sounds like one of them book bullies. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's gonna be somebody book boo. They're gonna be arguing on your page. Talking about some, uh-huh. no, that's not me. No, no. Oh, oh no, I'm Jacob. Oh God, I hope there's no arguing this time. There was so much um, conflict with my brother's wife series. So much back and forth. Um, uh-huh. I think I lost some readers. People that lost, um, left my page a few times. <laughs> Really? Oh my goodness! We arguing with each other. Oh god, it was it was crazy. I couldn't believe that my story just caused so much, you know, controversy. Controversy. <laughs> oh wow! That's how you know you're doing your well, job, girl. That's right. Yeah. That's how you know you're doing your job. We were just talking about that with Diana. That when you got right, them in right. their feelings, when they arguing, when the, we call yes, those the yes, ultimate readers. Yes. Them the ultimate yes. readers. Y'all remember like Misery? See, Misery, she was the ultimate reader. She just, you know, cut off uh-huh. her feet. But, and oh my and God. kidnapped him. And, you no, know, she was just too dedicated. Reader, they, they come in. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> right. she was just too dedicated. Ultimate reader goes in. No, she was just too dedicated. I don't ever want no reader that dedicated. My goodness. <laughs> that movie was a mess. Not that kind, right, Mona? Not that kind. Oh, no, no, no. Please, please don't love me that much. My goodness. <laughs> so who was your biggest um, supporter in this in your journey, in in all the things that you, you are trying to accomplish and, and do and just, and just birth out? Who has been your biggest supporter? Well, you know, I've I've um I've always had the skills of writing for a long time, ever since I was a teenager. And as mm-hmm. I've gotten older, I was always had quite a few, you know, I, I well, I, you know, I I've had a few, um, you know, friends, uh, family members who always push me like you need to really really write, like you need to you know be a published author one day. And I was always like, you know, no, you know, nervous. I'm I'm shy. And I was always nervous about actually, like, getting – I never really thought that I was that good anyway. Like, I never saw what they saw, you know, mm-hmm. um, as far as me being that good. So, you know, but when the opportunity presented itself, I've had, um, you know, like, my brothers. I had um, one of my nephews, his mom. She's been, like, one of my biggest supporters. And then – um, when the opportunity presented itself was when, you know, I, uh, um, I've i always been an avid reader way before I became an author, and one of my favorite authors was Ivy Simone, and one day, you know, she made a post that she was starting a group, and she needed admin, so I was in her inbox, I want to be an admin, and I became mm-hmm. her admin, and me and her, you know, did a lot of talking, you know, behind the scenes in the inbox, 
and that's when I started, you know, basically slowly telling her about, you know, my love for writing and stuff. I told her about my brother's wife. Around that time, my brother's wife was like, um, was like a draft. Well, I I wrote like bits and pieces of it a year prior, and I was telling her about that. I gave her a scene, and it just took off from there. Ivy's been like my biggest, one of my biggest supporters, and she turned out to be a real good friend. And um, uh, I have a lot of readers. It's funny how you you have readers who they don't just they you have a few readers who 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 I could I could not, I could say that they they're slowly becoming friends. They don't just I don't want a reader to just um, follow me just because of, I I don't want uh, I don't want to say cheerleaders. I don't want to offend nobody, but I believe mm-hmm. certain authors have what you call cheerleaders. Like they'll mm-hmm. have readers mm-hmm. who appreciate, who 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 will never get to the point and say, you know what? Yeah, this this story you wrote is good, but this one not so much. You need to work at it. I want readers that are gonna um, embrace me, but to tell me the truth. You understand what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. I, I I I want readers who you know, if you don't like something I wrote, to you know tell me. Right. You know, and, and um, and, and, mm-hmm. yes, and I, I um, accept the same thing with test readers. If I, you know, um, if you volunteer to be a test reader for me, and if you don't like something, like that's my whole point. Like I want you to tell me the truth. I don't want you to tell me it's good and have me put it out. I hate being embarrassed. <laughs> And um, I, you know, I, I really, and that's the whole point. A lot of authors get test readers, so I, I could honestly say I have readers who have become not just my readers, but they, you know, they become friends. I could call them a friend. One, of, I have one or two readers that I could actually call them. You know, they become friends, and they, they supported me. You know, throughout. You know this whole journey I went through a lot of ups and downs within the past year you know this whole literary um field is not exactly all that I thought that it was um Mm -hmm. ran into certain obstacles you know (laughs) all Mm -hmm. I ever wanted to do was write but this business sometimes they have a lot of you know uh ups and downs Mm-hmm. And um, I've had a lot of people who, uh, you know, who have become supporters. Um, another one of my supporters is actually my new publisher. Um, um, her name is Nasi. Um, mm-hmm. um, I'm sorry, Nasi. I, I I can't pronounce your full name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but her nickname is is is, is Nasi, and she's uh, she's one of those people. She will tell you the cold truth, mm-hmm. whether you want to hear it or not. And um, uh, we've bumped heads quite a few times, but you could always expect for her to tell you the truth. And she will mm-hmm. not let you put something out unless, you know, she felt like it's up to your full potential. And I, you right. know, although we've bumped heads in the past, uh, you know, I've been wanting to go off of her quite a few times, but I'm going to really appreciate that trait in her, you know, mm-hmm. you, because you could always, you know, count on her too. So she's also becoming, you know, like, uh, one of my biggest supporters, so I, you know, I appreciate her if I, you know, haven't, if I've never told her. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Mona, this is Tony. Sometimes you need that in, 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 in your life, 
whether it's writing or whatever it is that you're involved in, you need that person that's going to be real with you 100%, whether you want to hear it or not, like you said. But I also want to go back to you. I think you said you were shy, girl. There is nothing shy. You have such an effervescent personality coming through this interview. So you embrace that, hon. You embrace it. (laughs) I don't feel anything shy about you. But I just want to also go back to you were saying that the characters have real, they struggle with different things like identity. How hard was it for you or how much of a struggle for you to keep each individual struggle to present it to the fullest, like to make it as authentic as you can be? Was that hard for you? Um, certain of the, um, some of the subjects was hard, um, one of the female characters, um, I don't want to give too much away, but one of the female characters, Ghislaine, she's a, she, I don't want to say she's bisexual. Mm-hmm. Ghislaine struggles with a lot. She's had female interactions, mm-hmm. but she's also had male interactions, and she... Throughout the story, she'll be the first one to admit to you that she's confused, you know, mm-hmm. with what her actual preference is. So she's not mm-hmm. a self-proclaimed I'm bisexual. She's not a self-proclaimed I'm a lesbian. She's a self-proclaimed I'm confused. I've written that, and I really don't know which one <laughs> which one mm-hmm. really, really float my boat. And I think it might have to take that special person to add, and um, uh, a, a person will come in to, um, you know, to actually, you know, help her find her way. Um, at the same time, her and the other main female character, Charisma, has this very weird, uh, strange relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, they're best, like I said, they're best friends, but they have this little secret that I believe, you know, sometimes. Um, Two people, uh, only two people could fully understand, you know, uh, what what goes on between the two of them. And sometimes, um, your relationship with a certain person is not meant for others to understand, you know, as long mm-hmm. as you two understand. So, Jusseline and uh, Charisma have that type of friendship that no one else understands. I didn't un- even understand it as I was writing it. <laughs> and, and and I and that was one of the the story that was one of the subjects I kind of struggle with because I can't relate to that because I've always been strictly you know um, male preference I've never um, had any type of attraction to another female I've never been confused about my sexual preference and mm-hmm. um, I decided to touch that subject because. I, you know what the title is? I don't know where it came from. <laughs> I really don't know where it came from because that subject is I'm 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 a little close minded sometimes when it comes to um I mean I, I respect everyone's preference, um, L G L G B uh is is that what it's called? Um, you know, lesbian, gay, like anybody's sexual preference, I don't um judge anybody and I you know I respect everybody's you know preference but I just I just um 
me personally, I can't relate because I've always been, you know, had one preference. I've never had any type of interaction with the female, you know, um, you know, but you know something, Mona, this is still Tony, you know, we try to, inter- you know, identify mm-hmm. ourselves because they say we sound so much alike. But that, that's prevalent in today's world, you know, without mm-hmm. our young people. So it's mm-hmm. not something that that's, you know, not existing. A lot of our, mm-hmm. our children today, our youth today struggle with that. So it's oh, real yeah, in yeah, so yeah. many mm-hmm. so many aspects that you never know who, who you're touching when they read that, you know. So exactly. it's good that you touch upon that. Yes, yes. And like I said, I don't know where it came from as mm-hmm. I, I started <clears throat> writing the story and I actually introduced you get introduced that, to that in chapter one. Like as soon as I introduced charisma, I introduced charisma. Now charisma, she's an interesting character. Charisma is um, beautiful, intelligent. You know, have a good head on her shoulders, mm-hmm. but she suffers from she's a little vain, shallowness. She wants. She has this laundry list. Of, uh, of of the perfect man of what she feels she wants in a man mm-hmm. and she, she she wants it all she wants drop dead gorgeous you know rich with a big you know <laughs> you know well endowed <laughs> man who could mm-hmm. you know bring her to this like ultimate sexual peak like she just wants it all and mm-hmm. um but her insecurity comes from being hurt from her first love when she was 17. Like, we women, we always, the way we are is always stems from, you know, the way we are when it comes to matters of the heart usually Mm -hmm. stems from being hurt. So um, charisma is very vain and shallow when it comes to the opposite sex. She's looking for this, like, perfect guy. And, you know, she's been through quite a few relationships because, she she as soon as you don't meet up to that high high standard that she has you know she mm-hmm. gives you the boot and it all comes from her being basically um hurt from her first love she gave her you know virginity to this person that she thought was going to be the one to become mm-hmm. her husband and after you know she gave herself to him he dumped her but charisma mm-hmm. strong you know, she went about her business, never looked back, but part of her, you know, a lot of the way that she is, her vainness, her shallowness, her, it, you know, it stems from that, you know, mm-hmm. and she, it's, it's like she's hiding, the, you know, the pain behind all that, you know, and um, her and Jacob, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Their relationship is, you know, uh, like I said, this is this was meant to be originally uh, a vodka where it was just like, but as I wrote it, it it um it it's this crazy, you know, unusual love story, um, with a lot of surprising scenes, um. Of course, there's another unforgettable ending. I like to think that my endings are, you know, unforgettable. <laughs> so I, um, um, 
it leads you up to an ending that you know you won't see coming. But um, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. the story centers around Jacob and Carissa. Jacob is complicated. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, Jacob is very complicated. He's um, not your average man. Jusslyn, um <clears throat> is connected. Um, Jusslyn carries the story along because she's connected to Jacob. She grew up uh-huh. with Jacob and Haiti. She mm-hmm. she grew up with Jacob and Haiti, so she knows Jacob for years. And she's known Charisma for years, but it's funny. These two mean everything to her, but, well, you know, Charisma and Jacob just never crossed paths before. You know, and um, and they're, they're going to meet, and there's secrets about Jacob that Jisley knows. And, you know, she's not going to be in a position to let Charisma know what some of those secrets are because it's, you know, it's just one of those... Well, it's it's one huge secret um, about uh, Jacob. Um, also, Jake, Jacob's complexity is also, um, you know, he has a fiance, um, mm-hmm. Marcel. <laughs> Marcel is, um, she's simple, but she's not. Um, her relationship with Jacob is, uh, yeah, complicated. Um, I don't want to say too much. I don't know how much to say, but <laughs> but I, I know the story gave me a headache. You know, just that. <laughs> well, you know, you 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 sharing enough, and I'm over here trying to see why I can't one switch this part too. Is is it on Kindle? <laughs> I'm like, why can't I get this? I want to meet Jacob. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> My test readers, they love Jacob. They love Jacob. <laughs> yeah, they, um, I, you know, I, I, um, when I'm writing a character, when I'm writing my love scenes, first of all, I've never had no problem writing love scenes. And the more I'm in tune with that particular character, the more I can mm-hmm. feel the character, the better the sex scenes are. And with, oh. the, with Jacob's sex scenes, this came to life because I could feel him. He's just so, so real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he just, See, he's so why. real to me. That keeps you over on Amazon, and I see. I'm not seeing it in Kindle edition. Lisa, you see what she done got me all excited to meet you. Oh, I'm like, why can't I get this book? <laughs> Are you really looking for it? Girl, I'm on Amazon while you speak. It's like, okay, where's Jacob? <laughs> oh, Lord. <yeah. laughs> oh, my God, that is hilarious. No, it's not over yet. <laughs> Girl, you're going to have to send me an advanced copy. <laughs> yeah, because Jacob sound real. He sound real he real. Um, <laughs> you just don't want to tell us his name. It's okay. You ain't got to tell us. We can read about him. <laughs> I wish he was real. <laughs> he got me all Elba on Amazon. Okay. Where is he? <laughs> Scenes really came to life the more in tune um, 
the the more that I can feel the character, the, the the more that I believe in the love story that I'm trying to portray, the more real the 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 sex scenes are. Um, it's funny how um my one of my test feeders when she first started test now I have a test reader, she's one of those brutal readers. She's an avid reader and she'll tell you the truth. She also test reads and she don't piss some authors off, but see that's the thing. If you're an author you need to learn how to accept constructive criticism. And this one particular reader, I should shout her out. <laughs> she she she's one of those readers, she's an avid reader and she's also a test reader and she'll tell you the cold truth. You know, and mm-hmm. especially if you ask her to test read for you, you got to be able to, you know, learn how to, you know, you, you ask for the test read, right? So she's going to say mm-hmm. the truth. She's not going to tell you. I, I think some readers, they act, I think some authors, I don't know what it is. Like, do you have, do you get somebody to test read just to tell you sweet nothings? Like, to tell you, oh, yes, your book is mm-hmm. great. Even if they don't feel like it's great, even in the book might not be great. Like, you know, come on, you want... You want the truth. So right. then that way, you can, and this is one of the reasons why it, it, it has taken me this long. I've been working on this story since um, December. Mm-hmm. And originally, it was supposed to be done in February. It was done. But then I mm-hmm. sat on it because it didn't feel right to me. Then I had this particular person test read it for me, and she was like, um, originally, you know, like I said, I had erotical, this is an erotical romance by Mona, and she was like, um, this is supposed to be erotical, and the sex scenes are not hot enough. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's not. <laughs> so then she's pointing out the sex scenes that were hot enough between Jacob and Marcel. I said, oh, okay, no, that's done on purpose. Because the, mm-hmm. you know, the sex scenes with Jacob and Marcel, see, once again, I feel like I'm trying too much, but weren't meant to be super, super hot because mm-hmm. of his complex feelings towards Marcel. Marcel is his fiance, but it's not a, you know, a, it, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk too much. <laughs> Girl, you know what I'm saying? This is what they just building us. You building us up to be. See, you see where you got me, right? So you are definitely. See, this is the thing what? about a sex scene. If it's gonna be nasty, let it be nasty. If not, I'll send they ask to Starbucks for some coffee. And a lot of times, people will write an erotica. I'm with your test reader here. I don't know who she is. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, a lot of erotica is like foreplay. And when you think right. of erotica, you think mm-hmm. of, like, some soft porn type stuff. And right. if it's, like, a foreplay, then you're like, um, maybe exactly. this is just a romance novel. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, but you know what, though? Um, after when I spoke with my publisher, Nasi, we took the erotica out. Because when she started, I had sent her, like, the first five chapters. She said, you know what? This is this is a love story. I say, yeah, Nazi, but there's, you know, a lot of sex scenes in it, and that's why I wanted to put it under erotica because of a lot of sex scenes, because a lot of the readers, they don't like too many sex scenes, you know, especially boom. Which like, ones? Like, well, who are they? Not, they not us. Not us. Not us. Not Well, I, 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 I read a lot of reviews. You know, I'm 
like a stickler for reviews, and I read a lot of reviews for a lot of different authors, and I see a lot of readers, some readers, they don't like too many frequent love scenes, you know, in a book unless it's labeled as an erotica. And uh-uh, because- I don't know them. I don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> all the readers I rock with. Mm-mm. All, all them readers I rock with, they, they down with it. They they are yeah, here for it. Sometimes it's not enough. <laughs> right. right. And if it's a foreplay scene, they will cut into you. They're like, what is this? What, what, what is this? Where are the sex scenes at? You got, I got sex scenes in there. No, you got two kissing scenes. Ain't no sex going on. What they doing? That's two kissing scenes. Oh, my Okay, so this, so this type of reader, she kept saying, uh-uh, you got to step it up. Uh-uh, you got to step it up. And, I, you know, I really appreciate her honesty. And you know what? And... Um, it's take, I've been working on this book for six months, and but thanks to her, I really dig deep. And then when she kept telling me I had to step it up, there was a reason why I was making certain sex scenes not too hot because it wasn't meant to be hot. Because like it was, it was, I purposely didn't make it hot. And when I explained that to her, and when she read more scenes, when I sent her more chapters, and she started seeing how. Uh, Jacob and Marcel's relationship, she said, oh, okay, now I'll get it. And so, but still, I went back and I rewrote certain scenes, and so now she's like, oh, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Because when I, (laughs) because I actually made one particular scene with Jacob and Marcel real hot, and um, Mm -hmm. and that's, you're going to have to get this out. You're going to have to get this out, girl. (laughs) Yeah, we we need more. We need more. We're going to need more. So we're going to need you to um, let us know when this here thing is out because we need to see what's going on with Jacob. (laughs) You know, I really, um, I I think um, these sex scenes in this book, I, I, I really took it to the next level. Um, right. Because, uh, like I said, um, Jacob represents like the Haitian. He's he's your typical Haitian man. So he likes to speak, you know, Creole and French a lot. So when he's making love, he's 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 he puts his culture into his love making as well. Where you know he he, he speaks a lot. Of I ain't never met no Haitian man, but I think I'm in the wrong. I just need to switch over. I'm in the wrong country, girl. I'm in the wrong place. Where 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 is my that? I'm in the wrong place. I need to get where there's some Jacobs. I think there's some Haitian men in the South. Well, are you in Atlanta? Yeah, are you in Atlanta? but now, okay, let's okay, now let's break it on down now. We only got a few minutes. Because uh, we're going we gonna to kick it with, let's see if Anne-Marie, Anne-Marie, if you in here, come on, raise your hands, baby, so we can get you on in here in this conversation, because we have to have some girl talk. Where you at? No, I think, wait, I think, I think Ivy is next, no? Ivy oh, Ivy, next. yes, <laughs> Ivy is next. Ivy, are you here? <laughs> Pressure one, so we can bring you on in here. We about to have some girl talk, hunty. <laughs> that is the now. got this chat room on fire. <laughs> Now, this is the thing, because, see, we was talking about eye candy with Diana, okay? All kinds of eye candy. 
and you know uh-huh. books they are eye candy for readers right and then right. you get mm-hmm. to the content and then you yeah. like what the hell did I just buy you see what I'm saying same yeah. thing with men now you got me with the eye candy well, yes. I'm like, I need me one of them. Now I need to see the content now. Are they crazy? We got to ask questions. <laughs> um, are you asking, are they crazy? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Well, um, well, like I said, um, that's a no. yes, because she didn't come out and say, yeah. She like, well, you know. <laughs> no. Well, you know, Everybody what? Now, a crazy. Okay, well, no, let me name, let me name, besides Jacob, let me, there's three other male characters in this story. Um, there's Jacob. Jacob is the main one. And then you have the mm-hmm. supporting character, Ralph. Ralph is uh, Jacob's godbrother. They're both Haitian men, but they're very mellow. You know, they're, they're, very, they're very mellow and they're very complex mm-hmm. in the way they talk the way they speak, mm-hmm. the way they um, carry themselves is very mellow. So they're not crazy per se, but like I said, Jacob have a lot of complexities about him where maybe you might see him as crazy, but it also enhances uh. the feel that I feel. And then you mm-hmm. got Michael. Michael is um, originally wasn't meant to come. I have one test leader who's mad at me. I have a, a test leader who's a male. <laughs> and um, uh, he hates the way that I've portrayed Michael. Michael wasn't meant mm. to come out the way he's coming out, but Michael is um poor Michael. You know you always have you know how they say good guys. <laughs> you know, poor Michael like, under the bus. He had to start like poor Michael. I thought, I thought about it. Oh, Michael, I'm sorry, I just did you like I did you dirty. Oh poor Michael. Oh, no, you know there you know the saying, um, good guys come last. Um Michael mm-hmm. is a good guy, but he's become um, Charisma's victim. He's one of Charisma's victims. You know, remember I told you oh. how Charisma had this long list of laundry. So, you know, she's been entertaining Michael for months. And um, poor Michael just, you know, can't, you know, meet up to his to her standards. But she tries with him because she gets to the point where, you know what, I really need to, you know, try to, like, you know, slow down my vain ways. Let me give this good guy a chance. But poor mm-hmm. Michael, once, once Jacob really gets into charisma's mental, Michael won't stand a chance. So that's why I say poor Michael. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, um, Michael can't even, like, measure up to, to Jacob. So that's why I say poor Michael. Um, but Michael is, um, no, he's not crazy. Like, matter of fact, none of my characters, now, matter of fact, I have one character who I wrote him in. Okay, I wrote this character in after seeing, you know how we authors, we use, uh, you know, um, you know, pictures, like, you know, actors, models, um, portraying them as our characters. Mm-hmm. So I came across this guy, and oh my God, he is so gorgeous. <laughs> and I, I saw him, and I, I, um, when I wrote this particular character, this particular character was supposed to be in one scene. He was just like, you know how, you know, when um, in a movie where there's, there's like extras. So this particular character was just meant to be just an extra in this particular scene. And I don't know, like, as I was writing him, I could picture him. And when I pictured him, I put that guy's picture and he 
like in my visual became Edwin. So Edwin oh. is one of the main characters in the story, and Edwin is um, compared to the other guys. Yeah, he's 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 a little bit crazier than the other guys, like than the Ooh. other characters. You know, he um he's mm. young, he's an athlete, he don't give a damn, and he says what he wants. He's a little bit on the thuggish um, you know, side. You know, he, he mm-hmm. speaks differently compared to Jacob and Ralph. You know, he you know, he, he, he has a he speaks with a little bit more urban dialogue. He's just a little bit more street, but he's a professional athlete and when I introduced him I introduced him to just be like in one scene and I, when I started developing the storyline, um he just came to life. And um he's my second as well. Huh? Is he Haitian as well? No, he's not Haitian. The the actually the only two Haitian ones are Jacob and Ralph. Then you have Michael who's American, Edward is American, then I have a Caucasian character, Steven. You got them all mixed up in there, girl. <laughs> you got some gumbo going on, don't you? <laughs> it's a gumbo. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm proud of this story because I threw a lot of different cultures in there. Like, Charisma is Trinidadian, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um... Mm-hmm. With the Trinidadian, actually, Diana, I don't know if she told you, she's from Trinity. She's a Trini. And when oh, she, okay. she actually, she actually uh, test read the story, and when I had her read it, she was like, that's when she told me she was, a tr- she was from Trinidadian. So she's been helping me with, I decided to throw, because there's a lot of more Haitian culture in the book more than anything. And um, when, um, as time went by, charisma was charisma always embraced the Haitian culture because of her, you know, close friendship with Jusseline. And I started realizing that I didn't have her really exposing her Trini culture, you know, as far as like the food and stuff like that. So, you know, um, yeah, Diana's been helping me, you know, with little food, Trini food and stuff like that, because I wanted to, you know, expose more of uh, um, charisma's Trini, you know heritage, you know, because I had her focusing more on the Haitian and when, you know, she she loves the Haitian culture, the Haitian food, the Haitian dance, like the language, everything, mm-hmm. and it seemed like she wasn't exposing her own culture, you know, so, but I don't really know much about Trini as far as like a lot of the, like the dialogue and stuff like that, so it was kind of hard for me, but yeah, Diana's been helping, and um, matter of fact, I have to harass her some more. But you know, um, <laughs> other than that, it's uh mostly Haitian. The you know the characters are mostly uh, Haitian, American, and yeah, you have a, a Caucasian male in there. And I just decided mm-hmm. to just you know just make it a well-rounded you know, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. around. So <clears throat> it's very um. You can feel as you're reading the story, you 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 learn about like my test readers. They love the fact they find it intriguing. That that was mm-hmm. you know quote unquote one of my test readers. She she likes the different culture information that I'm given. She finds mm-hmm. it intriguing. You know the Haitian food, the Haitian um you know Jacob and Ralph. You know uh, a lot of the 
the stuff that they're saying, they're saying it in Haitian, and I'm doing the translating, and I did it in a way where it's easy to read, you know, right. where in, and that's why I wrote the story in first person, and I'm glad that I did, because it's because of the different information that I'm throwing out in the Haitian mm-hmm. culture, when the mm-hmm. character is, is, is telling, you know, giving you that info, it's, it, it's easy to read, because it's like the characters are speaking to you. Like when Jacob mm-hmm. and Ralph and Giseline are explaining their background to you, like it feels, it sounds so natural to me. I, you know, I, I, I'd like to think that I did, and that's why I took my time with the story. That's why it's been six months since I've been working on it, and and I feel like I took my time because I wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of information, and I really, in the storyline, was a little, you know, uh, I wasn't sure where I really wanted to go with it, but like I said, it took a life of its own. Um, but that's the best kind of stories that yeah. take life of their own. And you already <laughs> got two, two readers over here just waiting for it to drop. Like, I'm, waiting. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> and I'm here for you, uh, the test reader. I'm here for you, hunty. Yes. <laughs> Tell it like it is. Keep telling it like it is. <laughs> yeah, but we have a hands up. We're going to see, and we're going to take this caller. Okay. Thank you for calling. Let's chat. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello? Hi. Maybe we lost that quality. Yeah. I heard the person say hello, and then that was it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they'll call back in. Okay. Okay, so now you have so many things going on with your books. You have your, mm-hmm. you have your support system. You have mm-hmm. all of these things going on. What are what is what's the one thing that you have learned about yourself throughout this whole journey? Oh well, um, um, like I said, you know, um, I came across a lot of obstacles, you know, things that I actually didn't sign up for, but I. I, I learned to, you know, um, I realized, you know, how you know, stronger than I thought that I was. I, I've always been, like, a real sensitive person, hard for me to take criticism, hard for me to accept when, um, <clears throat> you know, when, when somebody is coming at me the wrong way or, you know, when relationships don't work out or when someone stops talking to me, I have no idea why and, you know, sometimes things don't turn out the way they're supposed to be. So when I signed on to become an author, I entered the industry. It was a lot of stuff that ended up taking place that I didn't expect to. So um, uh, it's been a a long year. There's been a lot of uh, some negative stuff that's occurred um, based on the industry. But I've learned that... um, uh, that I'm, I'm I'm stronger than I actually thought that I was, and I actually wanted to give up, you know, quite a few times. Like I I wanted to just stop writing. Like I didn't want to be an author anymore, because there's a lot of stuff that came with it that like I didn't sign up for, you know, and I didn't know mm-hmm. it was gonna be like that, you know. And I actually wanted to quit. Like I didn't want to, you know. And I actually that's why I said I, I have some readers who has become friends because they actually like came in my inbox and was like, no, you're not quitting. 
Um, we're not. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> and um, I, I, I have a couple readers who came in my inbox, and they said that to me. They said you're not. You know, you, that's not what we're doing. Like you're not gonna quit. And um, so I realized that you know I'm stronger than you know that I actually you know so I, I've made some bad choices because I was so excited to become an author that I you know jumped the gun and just made some bad choices just because I was mm-hmm. just so happy to finally become a published author that's all I you know ever wanted to you know do and right. um, I just want to write and you know just share my stories I have like a lot of stories <laughs> and mm-hmm. I just want to, you know, just sharing, and that's all I ever wanted, but I've, I've, I've lost, I've made some enemies, um, mm-hmm. still don't know why, I've had people unfriend me, um, authors stop talking to me, don't know why, well, maybe I do know why, um, you know, but I, I've learned that <clears throat> to just continue staying true to myself, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just continue just believing in myself and, you know, all I want to do is just write and share my stories. That's about it. You know, and, and support, you know, a lot of authors. Um, like I said, I was an avid reader way before I even became an author. And so mm-hmm. I've supported a lot of authors and even uh, becoming an author myself, I still continue to support. But like I said, I've had some people, you know, just turn their back. And, you know, like, I don't know why, but I've learned to just continue to just be true to myself, be who I am, and that's all you could really do at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And now uh, you brought up some great points, Moni. This is Tony. And in that same realm and in that same breath, uh, what has been the best thing about being an author? What has brought you most joy from being an author? I was just seeing um, people appreciating um, my 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 writing and my my idea, like my story. Like I said, that um, my first series, like that's always gonna be like my first love because that I, I never ever ever thought that that story would take off like it did. Like the readers would react to it like they did. Like they still talk about it, and I keep that series alive. I have a, you know, my own little uh, personal group where I still, you know, do short stories. I do these throwback scenes, and, you know, they love it. You know, like readers who, like, supported me, who supported the series, they love it, and I do it for their enjoyment. And, um, you know, and um, that it's, that's, that's what's been, like, the, the most, you know, enjoyable, just, you know, just readers who really, like, um, uh, embrace me as an author, and I really take like my writing seriously, and I'm like my worst critic, you know. And um, mm-hmm. and um, I just, you know, that's what that's all I want to. And 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 I'm not gonna write everything that I write is not gonna be great. Not everybody's gonna like it, and I've accepted that. You know, not everybody's gonna like everything that you write. You know, and and that's, that's true. the thing. Yeah, and I wish I could get, like, a hundred test readers to test read something because you could have five test readers, three of them won't like the story, two of them don't, and then you could end up having, you know, 300 readers don't like the story or maybe half will like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you never, mm-hmm. not everybody's going to like what you write, but I want to at least have an idea of, because if you have five readers giving you, you know, um, 
constructive criticism towards your story, but if the, if five test readers like it, then you kind of have an idea that, you know, uh, at least half of your readers will like it or will like some parts, you know. So, but, you know, I pretty much enjoy just um, the readers just, you know, embracing, like, you know, what I did have put out. And um, I'm really excited about this true, this, uh, you know, new story because it's different from my brother's wife. The characters are different. The tone is different. The um, the story is different. You know, it's, one, mm-hmm. it's a, a weird love story like my brother's wife was, but it's still different. And I just, you know, just look forward to, you know. And um, I have a, I have, I, I'm, I consider myself a romance, not, um, you know, author. I guess that's what I'm, I've been labeled as. And, it's um, nothing I just, wrong with that, though. It is nothing not, wrong with you being labeled because, see, that's part of the eye candy. Romance is eye candy. You know, oh, yeah. this is us chat. I am Miss Leisha. You know, we talking that talk today. We got uh, author Mona. Now we got author Ivy Simone. We talking that talk about it's ladies night. So we talking about eye candy. And yeah, we touched the fact that covers are eye candy. And then sometimes you get on the inside with the content and you be like, ooh, what is this that I have just purchased? So right. now we talking about eye candy just in general. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Simone. Hey, Ivy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm sorry for being late, but here I am. That's okay. Tell everybody a little bit about your literary journey and your work, and then we'll jump right back on in it. Um, my literary journey. Well, um, I started back in 2014 with my first series, Watch It, I Love You. And, um, of course, Never Trust a Broken Heart, Six Between Us Eyes. And then Crush came, and for some reason that blew up, and I became, like, Ivy Smoke <laughs> or whatever. Um, but uh, I don't know. Here lately, I just haven't really been, um, I don't know. I, 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 I haven't really been into the whole industry lately. And I thought I wasn't going to talk about this when I got on, but that's just where I'm at right now. I just, I'm just not really feeling a lot of stuff. Okay, well, that's, that's understandable. You have to be able to feel it in order to contribute to it. So if you're not into it, you know, you, you have to wait till that, till that feeling gets put back within you. And the other thing is, you know, the industry itself is so large. And parts of it is tainted. And sometimes it's hard to keep your integrity in such a tainted environment, but tons of authors do it every day. And if this is your passion to write, then you make it do what it do. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You you just, you have to separate your passion from the industry. You know that certain things and certain certain obstacles may come your way, but this is your passion. You have a talent and just make it do what it do because your readers enjoy it. Your readers are the ones that, um, you write for. Yeah, I, I get that. But if I don't enjoy it, I can't, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't enjoy it, then I don't feel like I can put out the work that I, I need to put out for my readers. Mm-hmm. I can understand that too. 
Could I go back but, to our topic? Because we were talking about eye candy. You know, sometimes the eye candy looks so good, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, like how the covers look good and the story is garbage or something like that. Is that what y'all talking about? That too. But sometimes we, we, we don't went from covers to the bad stories to men that look good, but then when you get the content of the man, you're like, oh, wait a minute. This was not yeah, part of the eye candy version. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so true. So where does the where does the when you are writing, where where do you pull from? Where is your inspiration when you put down uh, your pen to paper? Um. Well, my inspiration pulled from a, diff- a lot of different places. I mean, just from who I am as a person on the inside, it comes from there. And also come, just just a lot of different outside stuff. But when I, when I do say I'm not feeling it, it's not that, because writing for me is going to always be a, a something I do. Just, some, just something I do whether I make money off of it or not. Because... Um, it's just always been in me to have to get whatever these like movies playing in my head sometimes I gotta just get it out um and it's not so much I mean I love my readers I love my readers and I love uh, writing these crazy off the wall stories that I write for them uh I just think it's uh, uh the other people other writers I mean other authors and the, dealing with the uh uh People just have become sensitive, and I just don't, uh, it gets on my nerves. But <laughs> the inspiration, like I said, it mostly comes from within me, uh, just in my imagination. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's off the wall, but that's where I basically get it from. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I think this is Tony. Um, was the last book that you blessed your readers with, was it The Bed We Made? Yeah, The Bed We Made. Okay, can you tell us a little bit about that book? Uh, <laughs> that, that book, I, first of all, I really enjoy writing it. Um, one of the reasons that um, I think I did write it was no, I'm not even gonna go into that. <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed writing, and it was it, it, it huh? <laughs> well, we we don't want you to feel uncomfortable. So whatever you want to talk about in this interview, it is the floor is yours. <laughs> The bed we made. Where do you come with the titles? Where do you get those from? Where does that come from? Do you like sit down, or do you already have the title before it's written, or do you create the title after you create the um, content itself? No. Um, usually, I just write, and then I have to come up with a title afterwards, and I just 
take something that's in it, the content or whatever's going on in it, and try to uh, come up with a title that best fits it. I kind of like that cover. We talking about that eye candy. I kind of like that that cover. You know, I tend to like books that don't show the the face of a character because that leaves it more to your imagination to insert right. how you think that person should look. <laughs> and right. not having that, you know, sex fails, but sex can be classy. And the fact that you have it where it's sexy, but it's just not too much. You know what I'm saying? It's still right. sexy. Mm-hmm. It still screams passion, but it's just not too much. It's just enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I like that cover. We cover. Well, we, we always, we always do fun <laughs> questions on the show. So we're going to give you ladies some fun questions. I'm excited because T always gets some good ones. So I can't wait to see what she pulls out her creative bag on y'all today. So get ready. <laughs> Brace yourself. This is about to go down. Okay, so now why is, do we still have Mona on the phone? Yes, I'm here. Okay, now Mona, all through your interview, you you were talking to us about your 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 the Haitian passion. We looking at Jacob in the in a certain way. So this is what was going through my mind as I'm as we were interviewing you. So it has to do with tropical fruit. So if you were a piece of tropical fruit, and you were I guess I'm gonna just add a little and you were feeding it to Jacob, what would it be and why? <laughs> now, see, we can't hear you. You're going to have to fix that microphone because we want to hear this girl. <laughs> see how she put the phone down, y'all. Y'all see how she put the phone down like, can y'all hear me? <laughs> we want to hear this. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay. Hello? We can hear you now. You can hear me? Yeah, uh-huh. girl. Okay. Um, it would be a mango. I love mangoes. And um in um here they cut it up but you, well you could also buy it in in Haiti people actually eat the skin. Like they eat it like as if you're eating an apple. Like mm-hmm. and, and they actually like eat the skin and stuff like that. Um, so I actually have a scene. Well, there's a couple scenes where you know a couple of sex scenes where he's actually oh. being fed food, but I actually don't have a fruit in this. <laughs> it's not really? food. It's actually it's actually regular food that he's being fed, and it leads to you know love making and you know. <laughs> See, Lisa, I haven't even read that. Yeah. And I posed that question to her. I haven't. See, we gotta get Person like that, but um, I I just have a lot of fantasies. So my sex scenes are based just a lot of my 
fantasies and then you know stuff stories that I've heard females told me that I've 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 heard all types of sex stories so I've you know inserted a lot of those experiences into my scenes and stuff that I fantasize about that you know that I've never tried you know mm-hmm. um, a little bit of my experience that I've seen I you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't mind you come natural for me but I'm actually I don't consider myself a big sexual person like that Okay, we gotta see Is what we read right? in that book. And Miss Ivy, I'm it. gonna ask you. I love it too. I can, I have so enjoyed this. I'm gonna ask you if you were an, an exotic animal, what would you be and why? An exotic animal. Um, so I'll just take out and I'll take out exotic and just tell me an animal. How's that? Is that better? Uh, okay. Um, a unicorn. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, I will be a unicorn. <laughs> she loves unicorns. I like that. <laughs> now tell us why. Because they're magical, <laughs> magical and unique, and just yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, I like that. See, I'm a. I got one too. That's in my uniform. That's in my corn family. <laughs> yeah, I got one too. Okay, I got one too. See, she she has inspired me, and I asked this question before. So, if you were a drug, what type of drug would you consider yourself and why? We're going to start with Miss Ivy. A drug? If you were mm-hmm. a drug, what kind of drug would you describe yourself as and why? Um, I'm going to say X. X. Oh, let us find out, Miss Ivy over there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it's not so much as the sexual aspect of ecstasy, but more so the 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 euphoric feelings that it gives people. Um, Honey, y'all, she just said that she was euphoric. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I want to make you feel good. <laughs> All right now, Miss Ivy <laughs> and Miss Mona. What about you? I'm scared of her answer. You know, with that question, the the first thing that actually came to my mind was ecstasy, and then you know, I mm. stole my answer. Be <laughs> um, Well, <laughs> well, I think ecstasy it has been known as the um, is uh, is that what's considered the date the date drug? Like when a guy wants to, you know, 
what is it called? Are you talking about the date rate drug, the Rohypnol, or are you talking about ecstasy? Now, uh, okay, so they call it a date rate drug because because that drug that drug will have you like in a whole other dimension, like you won't even know what's going on. And that you know, people have put it in your drink, and that's why they call it the the date drug, right? Because like you're right. just completely uh you're just like completely you you're not aware of what you're doing, of you know it, it I I think you're like basically floating. Or it it passes you out. Does it get you? It passes you out, right? Is that why they call it the date rate drug? Because I know I know you're completely like you know unaware of what's going yeah. on with your body. So that's why mm-hmm. they call it the date rate drug. Um, but there was another. There's another drug that's um I forgot the name of it. Or it maybe I'm thinking of the same drug. The date rate drug actually has an actual name, but it's become as the date rate drug because it completely, you know, mm-hmm. it changes you. Like you're you're unaware. Like you 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 completely loosen up. You know, like right. you putting putting you in a position where the other person is free to do whatever. Like you're you're exactly. you know you're going along with it. Um, mm-hmm. I think maybe that I I I want a drug that's gonna I'm I'm aware of what I. Mhm. Did we lose her? I think so. Oh man, she was just getting good. We got a hand up. We're gonna take this call five zero four three one nine. You are live in the chat room. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Five zero four. Oh no! The blog call kick us out. We was just having fun. I'm still on here. Oh, okay. Oh, Ivy, yeah. I'm still here. I can still hear everybody. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, <laughs> we was just getting, it was just about to get good. <laughs> no. She probably will call so back in. Ivy, tell yeah. us, uh, tell us what you have coming up as you head out of the chat room. Do you have any events coming? Make sure you shout out your social media, all that good stuff. Um, the I'm going to the kickback next month, uh, July 22nd, I believe, mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And um, my social media, I, I don't want to really do it like I should, but I'm I'm not even on Facebook anymore like I used to be. But that's where you okay. can mostly find me. Um, mm-hmm. Everything is Ivy Simone at Ivy Simone on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And um, what else did you ask me? Yeah, your <laughs> social media and any events. Yeah, the the um, the kickback in July, and then I'm going to do the Chicago uh, Expo with Jessica Watkins in September. Mhm. That's so far for for um this year. Mhm. That's a, that's all right 
also, make sure that you guys, if you're in the Chicago area, make sure you go out and shout her out. Go out and get your network on. Even if you are an author, there's nothing wrong with going out and networking with other authors at different events. If you're in the Atlanta area, mm-hmm. come on out and check out the Kickback. It was sponsored by 556 Book Chicks, which is a Atlanta-based book club. Miss Ivy, yes. we appreciate you for coming in here and kicking in with us in the chat room. Miss mm-hmm. author Diana, author Ivy Simone, and author Mona has been a joy, y'all. We have had a good time. <laughs> yes, we have. And I'm so upset with you, Mona. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, yeah, I don't know where Mona went to. I don't even see her on the thing. Yeah, well, we passed our time, so she may not be able to get back in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they don't. Okay. Know. They lock it after nine o'clock. Okay. Mm-hmm. But thanks All again right. for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. Okay. And we appreciate you, you guys. And make sure you guys are always welcome anytime. It was a joy. We had a good time. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> thanks. Okay. Good night, everybody. Enjoy your weekend, and we will see you back here next Thursday night. Have a great weekend. Oh, pull up on a bump in that bay roll. Shot him on a go, come a bay roll. Uh, yeah. Anywhere I go, you know the bay roll. Ball on a ball on a ball on a ball on a ball. Pull up on a bump in that bay roll. Shot him on a go, come a bay roll. Anywhere I go, you know the bay roll. I ball in the stove, cause the bay roll. I came out of the streets, so the bay roll. You know we gon' eat, cause the bay roll. You know about me, you know the bay roll. And I'll be my nigga bay roll. Yo, ball like a hot boy, a hot boy, a hot boy, a hot boy, bay roll. Yo, ball like a hot boy, a hot boy, a hot boy, a hot boy, bay roll. I came out of the streets, so the bay roll. You know we gon' eat, cause the bay roll. You know about me, you know the bay roll. And I'll be my nigga bay roll. Say you got gas, nigga, roll up. You moving too fast, boy, slow up. When the time come with the dough up. Like a hot boy bankroll, stay fresh than a bitch and you know this. Street make a nigga lose focus. Hit a day then you gone tomorrow. Better let a cold up. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.